What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Leader Swift Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Swifty Perry. Today we have an incredible episode with a pastor I really look up to. I've gotten to pastor in the same city as him and see all that God has done through through their church. We're talking with Pastor Jurgen today from Awakening Church, formerly known as C3 Church in San Diego, but now they are Awakening Church, a C3 movement, and that's what they have been in San Diego and still are, is an absolute movement of God. And so I'm really excited. He is a great leader, and we're going to jump right into this podcast. But first, if you can do a favor and send this to a friend, a friend that wants to grow as a leader, we think the best thing we can do as friends is help our other friends grow. And we want this to be one of those podcasts that you can send to a friend. And if you haven't already, just press subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm really excited. We're going to jump in with my friend, Pastor Jurgen. What is up, everybody? I'm here with Pastor Jurgen. Jurgen, how do I say your last name? I always mess it up. Oh, uh, exactly. Uh, it's Matesius, but don't don't worry if you get it wrong. I get it wrong all the time. I just call you Pastor Jurgen. It just flows so well. How yeah, are you it's today? It's easier. I'm doing wonderful, and so even better to talk with you, Matthew. <laughs> the honor is mine. Pastor Jurgen. if people are not familiar with you, can you tell them a little bit about yourself and your leadership journey? Sure. The, the quick synopsis is I got born again on a beach in uh, 1986 through uh, Christian surfers. Uh, then I ended up at Hillsong Bible College in, uh, 1990 to 19 and 91 and, uh, spent seven years in Auckland, New Zealand with a, a Hillsong church plant there. And then from there, I moved back to Sydney, but ended up at C3 church under the leadership of Phil Pringle from 98 to 2005, 2005. Uh, we were sent my wife and my three little boys to San Diego to, uh, start C3 Church in San Diego, and now it's coming up this uh, this July, it'll be 15 years ago we landed, this August it'll be 15 years ago we started the church. Wow, that's incredible, and yeah, you have, I've seen it firsthand of what God has used you for as a leader in San Diego, not just in the church sphere, but how C3 Church has influenced so many business leaders around San Diego, and just what God has done through you guys in San Diego has been incredible to watch. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we, we, uh, we, we, felt, we felt a specific uh, a specific call to speak actually into all those spheres. Um, you know, if you study John the Baptist, uh, you know, the, the Roman soldiers came in saying, hey, what, you know, what should we do, you know, for righteousness? And he says, well, don't intimidate and bully and exhort people and, you know, just, be content. And then the tax collectors came to him and then the, you know, people came to him. And so John the Baptist had a voice where he spoke into, uh, government. He spoke into business. He spoke into, uh, culture. He spoke into military, he spoke into all these fears. And we, we believe that, uh, the word of God needs to be, it can't be contained to just the religious view on a Sunday the word of God for it to be of a full effect needs to be in every facet, education, uh, arts, 
government, politics, business, marketplace, every single sphere needs to have the word of God in there. That's amazing. That is such a powerful word just right there. Uh, Pastor Jurgen, you speak a lot all around, and I know you get to sit down and talk to a lot of leaders. If you were in a room full of leaders right now, what is a leadership tip you might give them to help them lead better today? You know, the probably the, the number one, the, the default that I go back to personally is that my my world is always an uh, an external reflection of my internal dispositions. And what I mean by that is uh, Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is the man. So what I found is quite often when I don't like something in my leadership or in my team, it's actually something that uh, I need to, to shine the light inside. I remember years ago, I had a, had a situation where I had a guy put his hand up, very gifted guy, step into a leadership role. And, you know, when we laid out the job description, laid out what was ahead, laid out the requirements and the needs, oh, I'm in there, done, mate, I'm going to do that and more some. And then about two months later, the whole thing came crashing down. And I remember just having this moment of frustration in my bathroom and I just said, God, you know, what the heck? This guy over-promises and under-delivers. And just as I said that, I caught my reflection in the mirror. And then it was like the Holy Spirit said, ah, I know someone else who's guilty of that. Wow. And I remember just falling to my knees, putting my hands in my face on, you know, on the corner of the bathtub. And I just said, oh, no, I've reaped me. I've reaped me. And so Jesus said that, you know, uh, every seed reproduces after its own kind. So I found that as you grow as a leader, your organization or your team grows. So it's very hard to expect integrity in your team if you don't have integrity as a leader. It's very hard to expect generosity in your team if you don't have generosity as a leader. It's very hard to expect extra mile uh, service in your team if there's no extra mile service in you. It's, it's hard to expect sacrificial devotion in your team if there's no sacrificial devotion in you. And I would say that probably my number one default that I would give to any leader on a, on a uh, first date kind of basis is never ever neglect the, the working on you because your external world will always be a reflection of your internal uh, dialogue, dispositions, and paradigms. Mm, that is really good. Take us into uh, the life of Pastor Jurgen. How do you make sure you lead yourself well? Th that's a lot of what I got out of it is you got to make sure you're leading yourself healthy and you are doing well internally because that will come out externally. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, again, um, we, we used to do this thing where, you know, we had accountability partners, but I found it just so easy for me to pull the wool over the, the accountability partner's eyes. Yeah. Uh, and so, so I, I still think it's healthy to, to have accountability. So I'm trying to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but I actually found that I'm responsible for me. And one day I've got to stand before God. So about five or six years ago, I was just determined I'm done with trying to read the Bible through every year from cover to cover. 
only to get to March and the Levitical laws take me out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and every year I'd make it to Leviticus and then Leviticus would kill, kill my devotion. And then you got to so get through numbers I, uh, and listen to the Israelites complain <laughs> for so many oh, chapters. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so funny. It's so true. So what I did was I, I did the U version that year because it had a daily program, but uh, because it was on my phone, any text message or urgent email would come up on my phone and I'd immediately be sidetracked. So I just decided I'm done with this. I like reading and I like reading paperback. I, I can't I can't do Kindle. Uh, I, I listen to audio books, but I can't do Kindle. So, so I, I, for the last five years, have bought a one-year Bible in a different translation. And so every morning, my wife and I, we start the day we go and get a coffee and read our Bible. So even at the moment in the, the isolating and the self thing, you you can't sit in a cafe. I'll go into my coffee shop, get the coffee, come out to the car, and we sit in the car, and we'll read our Bible with worship on in the background. That's the first one. Then I read about um, uh, Thomas Jefferson, and it was a really beautiful bi- biography on Thomas Jefferson, where you know he never made it to to president, but he was such such an influence in the the shaping and the founding and the moral uh, strength and structure of the United States of America. And I came across in his, uh, one of the biographies written about him that he discovered about uh, seven or eight pretty distinct flaws in his capacity or inability to confront people. uh, uh, He lacked courage in a lot of areas. He was fearful, not faithful in areas. And so, he got his secretary back then to to hunt for the, the best literature and resources around on uh, these these very distinct areas. And so what he did was he he worked on a six week period on on one of eight areas of discipline that he felt he needed to improve in. And, and the goal was to do it for a year. Well, by the end of the year, he had so much growth, so much breakthrough that he loved the fruit of what he was seeing in his life. So he decided, you know what? I'm going to do that a second year. Well, the biography goes on to say that he ended up doing it for the rest of his life. And I think that it's, it's really, really healthy as well as it puts a leader in a contrite, you know, the God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. It's a really good position for a leader to, to be mindful, not ignorant of what are the areas where I'm weak? What are the areas where I'm looking? And I'm going to buy books and resources in, in those areas. And so uh, one of the things that, that I've done is I've tried to identify eight areas in my life where I need wisdom, where I need growth, where I need development. And then I try to give myself six weeks to read that book, six weeks to you know, complete that study, six weeks to listen to that you know, audio book on that area. And I take notes and then I, you know, I write reflectively in my journal and how how was i what what would i have rated myself when i started this book what are some of the things that i've gleaned and where do i think i can be now that i've read this book what wisdom have i gleaned and i honestly feel like uh at 52 i am i am i I haven't hit my peak i haven't hit my ceiling uh I, i i'm growing i feel like i'm flourishing i feel like man my best days are ahead of me in fact, I look back and I'm thinking, man, I don't even know how the church got to where it is. I don't know how the church grew the way it did here. Man, I'm so much smarter today than I was back then. How on earth? And obviously, it's the grace of God. But I, I love 
the growth. And uh, nearly all of my team uh, have now developed, or whether they've maybe caught it infectiously, the same desire to, to not just you know, come in and work nine to five or just work for a paycheck, but actually to, to grow, to flourish, to work on areas where they're weak, uh, to strengthen themselves, to, you know, hey, they may have came in, come in and we may have hired them at a, at a level five or six, but, but you know, they're growing and now they're a seven or they're an eight and, and you know, they're not happy to just be a seven and eight. They're still growing. And so if you've got a growing team, your church is always going to grow. As the, the, your church and your ministry will stop growing based on the capacity of you as a leader and then the capacity of the team around about you. It's a little bit like, um, you know, if if you converted everything into gallons and you've got some people there are 10-gallon carrier and others a 20-gallon carrier, 30-gallon carrier or a 40-gallon carrier, well, you're never going to be at the, the place where you can uh, carry 100 gallons or, you know, multiply 10,000 gallons unless you increase the gallon carrying capacity of all the leaders. And so one of the most important things you can do is, is encourage your leaders to be self-feeders, developers, self-developers and self-growers, but it always comes back to the top. It always comes back. You know, the Bible says that Jesus, when he taught, taught not as the scribes and Pharisees, but as one who had authority and the crowd marveled. They said, where does this man get this teaching? For he speaks as one who has authority. And the reason that that was, was the, the scribes could teach what the Torah said, but Jesus was living what it was saying, and then he was speaking out of that. So there was an authority that he had because he was first applying it to his own life, and then it was flowing out of there. Yes, that is so good. I actually, the team that I lead, I have them do a weekly report to me. Um, and in that weekly report, it, I have in there, how are you growing? So every single week I could see, oh, I read this or I listened to this, but something. And then if I see they're on the same book for six months, I'm like, hey, like, let's check out some other books. I know you've been working on this one for six months. Let's keep growing and yeah. learning different things. So I have that in my staff report for my team because I want them to constantly Brilliant. be growing. And that's just ingraining it in them. That was that was so Brilliant. good, Pastor Jurgen. Thank you so much for dropping that wisdom for us. Um, if people wanted to find you online, where can they hear some of your sermons or hear some of the stuff that you're, you're teaching now? Uh, you know, the easiest is just awakenchurch.com. If they go to www.awakenchurch.com, that's the easiest way to, uh, to, to get our stuff. Amazing. All right. Thank you so much, Pastor Jurgen. That was incredible. My pleasure, Matthew. God bless you with everything you're doing. And thank God for great leaders like you. And I just know that what God's going to do in you and through you is just going to be nothing short of exciting and extraordinary, all wrapped up. Mm -hmm.